you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. shall conceive and bear a son and they shall name him Emmanuel Alleluia 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 The Lord be with you A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about when his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, since he was a righteous man, was unwilling to expose her to shame. He decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said to him, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife and into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary, his wife, into his home. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You all heard the story before. Now let's get some background going here and let's look at the story from the perspective of God. God's looking down at us and we read these stories in the Holy Scriptures. The story that we heard from the prophet Isaiah goes back to hundreds of years before Christ ever came on the scene. As you know, Isaiah was one of God's strong prophets and he is known for us as Christians as the prophet of the Messiah. He foretold him he prepared us for him, but in a way that he did not know he was doing. 
All he did as a prophet, and that was the prophet's task, was to interpret the signs of the times for the people of Israel or for the king, in this case, Ahaz, the king. It's about 700 years before Christ. Well, the problem with the king of Israel is that they were bound by the covenant, God's covenant, to follow God's way, not political ways. Ahaz and many kings before him, many kings after him, screwed that up desperately. Ahaz was going to go in agreement with some other nations against Assyria, moving in on Jerusalem, and eventually will destroy Jerusalem. So Isaiah says to Ahaz, eh, eh, no, 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 D don't do that. Follow God's sign. Trust in God. You might want to go this way or that way, but trust in God. He'll be with you. Ahaz was such a phony. He says, oh, who am I? As you read, as you heard read. Who am I to ask? I will not tempt the Lord. Isaiah is saying, ask God for any sign you can imagine. And he'll tell you, through that sign, what you should do. Should you match forces with another army or stay out of it altogether? So Isaiah plays the card. Do it. Ask him. And Ahaz says, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm not worthy to tempt God. He was full of baloney. We know that. Looking back in hindsight, he had no intention to listen to God's word. So Isaiah says, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a sign. We presume that Ahaz and culture of the time had a wife and probably other wives. It was the culture of the time. And you can just see Isaiah in the court pointing to one of the women in the court and say, okay, I'll give you a sign. That woman right there, that Alma, that young lady, will bear a son. And you're going to give him the name God with us, Emmanuel. That ends the story. The son born of Ahaz is not Emmanuel. It's Hezekiah. And so the story continues of kings of Israel disobeying God and not following their heart and their trust and their faith in God. Centuries later, after Jesus comes on the scene, we have a prophet, you might say, an evangelist, whose name is Matthew, who put the scriptures together according to his understanding of the Old Testament. It wasn't old then, it was the Only Testament. And he looked at Jesus as the fulfillment in many of his writings, as you read through Matthew's Gospel, we see how he points to Jesus as the fulfillment of all of the ancestors' stories, prophecies in the Old Testament. So when Matthew writes his story, he recalls what happened in his lifetime to Mary and Joseph. We just read that story. Mary was found with a child. We know the story background from Luke especially, but also Matthew. The angel of the Lord appeared to Mary and said, you've been chosen. You're very special. 
I don't know what an angel looks like. I don't know if Mary knew what an angel looked like. But this messenger from God, the word means angelos, means messenger, said, God has chosen you. Hail Mary, full of grace. You're full of all God's goodness. And then placed the question before her. You have been chosen to be the mother of the Son of God. Now the problem is she's Jewish, not Italian. Every Italian mother thinks she gives birth to the Son of God. Believe me, I had one of those mothers. So she thought both of us, her two sons, were the sons of God. Not really, though. We're talking biblical theology, not family theology. So Mary says yes. She gives her assent that she doesn't know how exactly it's going to happen because she says to the angel, listen, I'm engaged to a guy, Joseph, but we haven't lived together yet. If you say yes, the angel indicated to her, the power of God will come over you. And hence, the offspring to be born to you will be called the Son of God. And he will be the Savior of his people. His name means that, Jesus. Mary says yes. And don't forget, there's Joseph in the background now, not living with her. They haven't had relations yet. They're betrothed. It's like it's a little step up more than engagement. The next step was to get the families assigned and move in with Joseph and have the rabbi solidify the marriage. And then what happens? And this, this is mostly a male thing. The punch in the gut when he finds his unmarried fiance is pregnant. Guys can appreciate that more than women. Women can appreciate other parts of this story. But think of the sadness of Joseph. Think of the confusion of Joseph. Think of, you know what? Let's think of ourselves. Let's think of ourselves when things just don't go the way we wanted them to go, the way we planned them to go. And we get a punch in our bellies, men or women in this case. And we sort of hover between faith and not believing. So Joseph was disturbed because he was a nice guy. He was a just man, they say. And he didn't want to have his wife committed to the wall, which meant if she was found with child outside of marriage, she could have been stoned to death against the city walls. So he's going to decide to divorce her quietly. So he's a noble guy trying to save her reputation. And then he dreams. He falls asleep. And in the dream, another angelos says to him, Joseph, fear not. The woman you are taking to be your wife has conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. God intervened. God made this happen. And God trusts you. And I'm speaking to all of us now. Forget the angel talking to Joseph. All of us in our own lives have been entrusted with our faith. Jesus gave us our faith. And it's a gift. How do we live that faith? Oh, it's, it's tempted. People mock it. Some people take advantage of it. But if we're following the scriptures, 
The same message to Joseph is the message to us. God trusts you with the faith you have. And God trusts you that you have faith in him. Joseph wakes up from the dream, the message of the angelos, and the rest is history. He takes Mary into his home. And you know the story. We'll continue it on Christmas Eve. But the step that Joseph makes, that step, that leap of faith is so important for us. We like the story. We like the nativity. We like all the accoutrements for Christmas. But at the heart of it is the intimacy God wants with us. The name he was given, Emmanuel, God with us. The name that was foretold by Isaiah, picked up by the angel, and given to Jesus, God with us. And I might change that to God desires us. God wants to be with us so much that he sent his only son to walk the earth like we do. He sent his only son to experience life with all of its ups and downs like we do. And he planted within us the gift of the Holy Spirit and faith so we can continuously follow Jesus whether it's through a dream or through the fulfillment of the scriptures, continuously follow him as we understand him in our lives. And just in case we forget who we're talking about, Paul's beautiful letter to the Romans is powerful. Father Baker wouldn't like you to take the missalettes home but rip that page out and take it home anyway because nobody's going to use it next week. Or else go home and check out your own Bibles. St. Paul's letter to the Romans, this, just a section in chapter 1. He identifies who he is. Don't forget, Paul's already converted by Jesus on his horse when he was going to, to persecute Christians. Jesus appears to him, and he becomes one of the great followers of Jesus. And he talks about Jesus in a way that we could understand. That in a way that makes the whole picture make sense and come together. One, I'm called to be an apostle, he says. And through the scriptures, I give you the gospel of the Son of God. Who was he? The gospel that I'm preaching you, who was he? He descended from David. David was the great king. Don't forget, Joseph goes to Bethlehem because he was a, had the house and lineage of King David. And there, Jesus is born of the lineage of the king of Israel, David, one of the great kings, who also was a sinner, by the way, but one of the great kings of Israel. So Jesus is born in the flesh in Bethlehem in not such beautiful accommodations, but he is, was established by God as power. This is that kid in Bethlehem. This is the one Mary bore in her womb. This is the one Joseph was debating about. He's God's son in the power. And 
died and resurrected. So let's get this Jesus of history straight. He wasn't just a nice prophet in Bethlehem and did nice things in Jerusalem and Nazareth. This is the Son of God in power who died on the cross and resurrected and is living now. Through him, Jesus Christ, the kid in the Bethlehem manger, through him we have received the grace of apostleship with God. Through Jesus, the gift that we talked about before, faith, we have become God's apostles. We have become God's means of bringing the word out there into the world. This Jesus, no beginning, no end, always existed with God in heaven, eventually takes on flesh. And through his obedience, gives us the gift of being part of his family. And then Paul closes his letter, grace to you and peace from God the Father through Jesus. The story is simple. The Christmas cards are insipid at the best. Little kid in a stable surrounded by sheep. But the story is magnificent. The story is beyond belief. Only God could have created this story. Only God could have taken flesh and choose to be born in a stable so that today, this day, today, you and I are members of his family. And you and I are preparing to celebrate his birthday. But you and I are also called and reminded this day to be his apostles. Maybe you'll hear it better in a dream. Maybe you'll hear it better through the scriptures. Maybe you'll hear it more clearly through prayer. No matter which way you hear the word, we're here today because the word became flesh, Emmanuel, and is with us. And God, boy, does he love being with us. He did everything he could to show us that even conquered death, to be with you and me and to have us trust him as he trusts us as we prepare the way of the Lord. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque.